It's game time. Uh-huh. The kid Gowie. Yeah. Ravens Nation. Asia. All we know is purple and black. And if you're not a Ravens fan, welcome. Welcome to Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. MT Bank Stadium. Uh-huh. Where opponents don't make it out alive unless we bury them. Every team be afraid of them, especially all the quarterbacks. Wow. Cause Ruben sucks and I won't hesitate to leave you set. Let's take a minute, go back to Super Bowl 35. Yeah. What is going on, Ravens fans? It's me, McConnell, along with my co-host, Joshua. Say hello, Joshua. What's going on, Ravens Nation? How y'all doing out there today? Oh, yeah. So if you guys want to check out our previous episodes, go do that. We did our first episode, talked about the offense, some playmakers, some wide receivers. Next episode, we talked about the defense, looking at all of that. Now, for today's episode, we're going to be looking at the division. And seeing how the AFC North teams fare against the Ravens, how we stack up. So, Joshua, do you want to kind of start us off looking at the Bengals, kind of your initial thoughts on them this season? Uh, man, let's talk about it. Um, well, first, I guess the Bengals nation feel like they got their savior in Joe Burrow. Um, don't get me wrong, guys. Joe Burrow is He's that type of uh, man that comes in with the hard hat and the lunchbox, and he gets to it. Um, we all know about his story, um, leaving from Ohio State to go to LSU. Um, when he went to the first year at LSU, I don't think he got a real time to gel with his wide receivers and learn the playbook, but we all know what happened this senior year. I mean, he was throwing downs to uh, to his wide receivers and getting the ball out, and he you know, he stood his ground in the pocket and even got out when he needed to. Um but at the end of the day, you know, I feel like he will have a good um, NFL career. Um, I don't feel like it's going to be the it's going to be the best. It won't be the best against us. Um, I forgot the record of the Ravens defense versus rookie quarterbacks, but I don't feel like he's going to get any wins playing against us on that one. Uh, what you think about that, Mac? Yeah. Burrow has a tough situation. While I think he's crazy talented, the Bengals don't have a defense still. They added a couple of guys. They added DJ Reader. They added Trey Waynes. But those aren't guys that are going to revolutionize your defense. And Joe Burrow still doesn't really... He's not going to have a great offensive line. No, he'll have wide receivers. A.J. Green is a Raven killer. Always has been, probably always will be, but he's pretty much always injured every year, so maybe he'll be injured when the Ravens play him, like week 17, I know they play. But then there are other guys, they got Tyler Boyd, they've got um, a bunch of other guys, they got Joe Mixon, that run game, but they don't have an offensive line, they don't have a defense. While I think Burrow will be good in the future, I'm not seeing a ton of potential in this rookie year. They're going to put up points, but it they're not going to win that many games. I don't I don't see a big threat in the Bengals, but it's the AFC North. Anything can happen in division rivalry. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, uh, just like you said, no real no real additions to the defense. Um, the offensive line is not great. Um, I I feel sorry for Joe a little a little bit, but at the same time, you know, Ravens Nation, man, you know what we do. We come we go out there, kill and destroy. <laughs> oh yeah, kill and destroy, man. Uh, let's talk about these Browns. Um, 
with oh, Baker, yeah. Mayf- Baker Mayfield and the not having a real coach crew. Yeah, I'll I'll kind of get my thoughts on the Browns. Now, last year going into the year, everybody hyped up the Browns. They were like, this is the Browns Super Bowl year. I wasn't I wasn't one of those fans. I looked at it, I was like, they will be lucky if they go 8 and 8. And now why I said that was I looked at their roster and I was like, they have holes. Sure, they've got playmakers and Odell and and Baker was good in his rookie year. He was terrible last year, but he was good in his rookie year. They have Jarvis Landry. They've got guys. They've got really good playmakers. But I looked at it and I said, oh, wow. They have the one of the worst offensive lines in football. And I was like, they're not going to be good. They need an offensive line. Well, now I'm looking at this team and I'm like, oh, they drafted arguably the best tackle in the draft, signed a top five offensive tackle in Jack Conklin, and they picked up Austin Hooper. And this is a Browns team that I am actually very worried about. And the Browns were not great last year. They had six wins. But one of those six wins was against the Ravens. Now, it was week four. so And the Ravens didn't have Marcus Peters yet. This wasn't the Ravens that we finished the year with. But it was still a win against the Ravens. And they handled the Ravens. They played really well. And in the second matchup, when the Ravens did have Marcus Peters and all that going on, they shut the Ravens down in the first half until about two minutes left when I think Lamar Jackson scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes and kind of changed the game. But they really held their own for a large portion of that game that surprised a lot of people. And they're a team that will play the Ravens hard. And Ravens do not fare well against big playmakers um, like they will pretty much lock down anybody that isn't a superstar. But once you get to those like big name players that make the flashy plays like an Odell, now Marlon Humphrey has done a very good job clamping Odell, frustrating him, even fighting him. But then guys like Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, like those are guys that, that do very well typically against the Ravens. So I'm worried about this team. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Now, um, Baker, one thing we have to understand, Baker Mayfield has a lot of work to do. Um, he did have a great rookie season. Um, he went through that sophomore slump. So now he's in his junior year. Um, he has to come out and really uh, put in the work and really show that show his team, that he is that franchise quarterback they are expecting him to be. So it really does start with uh, Baker Mayfield because he has all the weapons. Now, if Baker Mayfield cannot get it done, the Ravens defense did not play the best against the run. Nick Chubbs, um, I don't like him being in the Browns uniform, but, hey, that young <laughs> man runs hard. He gets – he and he and – he, and he does not go down easy off the first tackle. And let's not forget, they do have Kareem Hunt right behind him. So you have that one-two punch of strength and speed with agility in both of them as well. But, you know, Kareem Hunt agility is almost like Tyreek Hill. You know, he, he makes guys miss. He makes guys miss. I'm really not I'm really not worried about Odell Beckham Jr., only for the simple fact that, you know, he is an AOC North, and we do have his kryptonite, which is Marlon Humphrey. Now, if he learns how to, you know, hone his um, his mental state and still be able to go out there and work, because the man has great feet work. He can get the separation. He, I mean, 
that's how he made a name for himself catching one head and grab. So if he can just maintain his the mental the mental aspect of the game and not get frustrated, then he's gonna become you know a Hall of Fame valid uh, wide receiver for years for for the years to come. And that's in my opinion about Odell. But you know if we continue to shut down Odell Beckham. Uh, we definitely have to worry about the other um, acquisitions as far as Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, of course, uh, Austin Hooper. Um, so I'm definitely, I definitely feel like on the offensive side uh, they can get things done. And let's not forget the defense. Um, they have Denzel Ward and Greedy Dan Williams. Uh, <laughs> you don't yeah. name him. You don't name him Greedy for no reason, and you don't, uh, and, and, and you just don't throw to Denzel Ward. Um, we saw what he did his rookie season. The young man had – he was NFL ready. He was catching picks. He was jamming wide receivers. He was going stride for stride with some of the best. So, oh, yeah. And I don't know why people forgot about their safety, but Carl Joseph is one of those hard-hitting safeties. If you don't remember Carl Joseph – Go look at his highlight tape at uh, Western uh, West Virginia. I mean, damn! I watched it last night, and I and all I was just I was just in awe <laughs> because he yeah. was everywhere. And he, he trans when he transitioned to the NFL, he does the same thing. So I mean, of course they look beautiful on paper. Um, shout outs to them getting some you know some help on the offensive line. Uh, of course on the defense line, you got Miles, you got Miles Garrett, you got Adrian Claiborne, those guys like them. Um, but, you know, I feel like they can definitely make something happen. But we all know everything that looks good on paper cannot always transition onto, you know, the field. So, you know, with the head, with a new head coach this year, you got these guys that's hungry. But are they hungry to continue to play hard and maybe, you know, get in the playoffs? Or are they just hungry just to earn a check? Yeah, they have, I think this year they are coming in with a new attitude. Last year was the hype season. Baker Mayfield broke Peyton Manning's rookie passing touchdown record, was sitting there, and they were hyped with the videos of Baker dancing or whatever. Um, (laughs) And then someone edited over the awful music of him dancing and all that stuff. But Baker Mayfield has come in, and he has produced in his career when he came into Oklahoma he produced he comes into the NFL he produces and then he doesn't produce he stopped being accurate that was the whole thing about Baker Mayfield that's why he went number one was because he's more accurate than Sam Darnold well last year he wasn't accurate whatsoever but I think this whole Browns team has a new attitude to them he has talked about how he's he's stopped being cocky he's changing the way he's looking at the game And that's going to be huge with him. But another guy that the mental aspect you touched on this is Odell Beckham Jr. In my opinion, Odell Beckham Jr. is a top three talented wide receiver in the NFL. The problem is he only plays like a top three talented wide receiver four games out of the year. Because mentally, guys get in his head. The infamous Josh Norman, the kicking net, now it's Marlon Humphrey. Like, if you can get in Odell's head, you can win. Now, if Odell starts to get that mental block going and starts blocking out the haters, starts blocking out the DBs, 
that's going to be scary. But so far, Marlon's done a very good job. But Jarvis Landry has been pretty lethal against the Ravens, especially in Baker Mayfield's rookie year. I remember on the last drive of the game before C.J. Mosley had that great interception to seal it, get the Ravens into the playoffs, Jarvis Landry had two really big catches on that drive. And Jarvis Landry is not somebody that Marcus Peters matches up well against because Marcus Peters is a playmaker that thrives off of bad routes or poor combinations, and he's able to jump things. Well, Jarvis Landry's maybe the best route runner in football. He's just really slow. But other than that, he's a crazy talented wide receiver. And so that's not somebody that I'm comfortable with Marcus Peters on. Now, he's somebody Jimmy Smith can cover really well, and I would be satisfied if Jimmy Smith's covering him. But Marcus Peters, I don't think, is a great matchup for Jarvis Landry. Um, so looking at that kind of team, how do you see the Ravens? Do you do you see the Ravens? How many wins do you see him getting, Joshua, against the Browns this year? Um, I can see us going one on one. Just I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Browns their respect. Um, like I said, they have talent on both sides of the ball. Um, usually when you have talent on both sides of the ball the way they do, um, it's gonna be a hard fought game. I feel like it's gonna come down to I think both games will actually come down to maybe a field goal, a touchdown, or OT. Yeah. I feel I feel like both games I feel like. This year, you know, not, the Ravens have something to prove because, of course, they're gonna they everybody feel like the Ravens is a team that make it to the playoffs and and fold. Um, you have a lot. The Browns have a lot riding because they have a new coach. Um, Baker Mayfield's feeling that heat. Um, Odell Beckham's feeling that pressure. Then let's not forget, you do have. I believe they drafted Miles Garrett at number one as well. Yes, too. they did. So, you know, he has that pressure of being that um, defensive lineman, that, that defensive end, excuse me, that they thought he was going to be. So they got, they got pieces. They got acquisitions, man. So I feel like, they, I feel like it was going to be two hard-fought games, one-on-one. One-on-one is my prediction. Definitely. So I won't get a ton into my prediction because I'll get into it later. But I'm going to say the Ravens will win two games this season against the Browns. That, that's all I'm really going to say okay. about it. But they're going to win two games against the Browns. I'll get into that later. But do you want to kind of transition into the uh, the Steelers? Let's talk about them, man. Let's talk about them. All um, right. Uh, that was one. Steelers versus Ravens. Uh, what else can we say about it? That's one of the best rivalries in the NFL. One of the most hard fought games in the NFL. Um, remember the days of Jerome Bettis and Ray Lewis going at it. Um, Hans Ward, uh, Sadas, um, <laughs> Hans Ward hitting Jerry Johnson with the best crackbacks. Um, you know, in in football, they tell you to keep your head on the swivel, and that game, Jared did not. Um, oh yeah. So you're gonna have Big Ben back. The question is, which Big Ben? Are there gonna are the Pittsburgh Steelers gonna have? Are you gonna have you know big sloppy Big Ben? You know that just hey drinks a beer, he gets out there, he's just going to throw the football. Or are you gonna get a Big Ben that's you know truly motivated and ready to go back out there and help his team um, lead them to the glory? Um, 
I don't know. I know as far as the offensive line, they got some. They got some guys that that's willing to fight for for their um off for their offensive uh skill players. I mean, when every time, anytime you have a Marquise Pouncey, at the end of the day, you know, I always want to say this: the center is the smartest man on the offensive line, and also one of the nastiest men on the line. And he proved that last season. Um, Against against the Browns <laughs> and, and that whole debacle, so and and you I believe they have what's his name Villanueva at the tackle position. Yeah, they got Villanueva. Um, office office of uh, skill office office of uh, threats. They're gonna have Juju Smith Schuster. Um, they'll have James Washington. Um, they're gonna have James Conner. Um, people may not believe in James Conner, but you know if you watch James Conner from the University of Pitt days, and even watch them watching him now in the NFL, when he is healthy, he will give you a hundred yard game, and also he can give you two touchdowns. Um, so let's not sleep on him. Um, they, and let's not forget about the defense. You know, even though the defense does not have a lot of big names on that side, um, when they got uh, Minka. That was an upgrade for them. When Minka came in there, that was you can almost say that was their saving grace. Just like how Marcus Peters came in for the Ravens defense and gave us, you know, that spike. That's um, I can't think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> gave us gave us that uh, burst of energy actually that we needed on the defense, especially coming in making interceptions and you know taking them back to the house, giving us points. Um, but of course, I'm always going to ride with my Ravens on this. I feel like you know, even though these going to be a hard fought games. Um, our X factor on offense is going to put them through the spin cycle. Um, the wide our wide receivers are going to they're going to run. They're going to it's, it's going to be a track meet because now we have speed. We have a lot more speed. We got a lot of four two four 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 guys on our offensive side of the ball, and I really feel like even though they are young, that is going to make the difference in a lot of games. Is our speed, our youth. And you know our leader at quarterback. So you know, with that being said, I really feel like you know good competitive games. But y'all know where it's going, Ravens fans. You know, I really wish I could say that the Steelers will be a cakewalk this year. I wish. I wish I could say that. I wish I could say, oh yeah, we can start RG three, go in and beat them like we did last year. Uh-huh. I really wish I could say that. But I am terrified of this Steelers team. And I actually wrote an article on theworsttakenetwork.com, and I actually think Big Ben will be an MVP candidate this season because of the new weapons that they have around him. Big Ben has always thrived with good tight ends, and they added Eric Ebron, who just two or three seasons ago, led the NFL in touchdowns with Andrew Luck, had about 15 touchdowns, 14 or 15 touchdown receptions. Obviously, Big Ben has Juju, but in addition to that, he's got Deontay, and Deontay Johnson is a monster in the slot. The big criticism that James Conner had when the Steelers lost Le'Veon Bell was James Conner can't handle that pass receiving that Le'Veon Bell provided. James Conner can live up to Le'Veon Bell's running ability, but he doesn't have the pass catching. And Big Ben loves to check it down. He loves doing it. And Deontay Johnson is the perfect wide receiver for him to do that because 
he averaged last year about six yards um, down the field every time he caught the football. He was six yards. That is check down city right there. And last season, the Steelers went eight and eight with, I think, the two worst quarterbacks in the NFL in Duck and Mason. They are atrocious. I would take Mitch Trubisky blindfolded over both of those guys because they are horrendous passers of the football. They pretty much have zero football IQ. Um, And I will say I did love it when Earl Thomas knocked out Mason Rudolph um, earlier in the year. I loved that. Um, But... (laughs) But then they also they drafted a new guy out of Notre Dame who I really wanted the Ravens to draft. They got him in the third round. They got Chase Claypool, another one of those big, fast Notre Dame wide receivers. Basically, a Miles Boykin. Um, now, Miles Boykin didn't transition perfectly into the NFL right away, but I think we both agree he's got a lot of potential. We think he'll both we both think he'll be pretty solid this year. But this team, I mean, also they added um, they added our boy Chris Wormley, um, getting him. Not that Chris Wormsley is like this great game changer, but <laughs> added a Raven. But I mean, they've got Mike Tomlin, and when you go eight and eight with an atrocious quarterback, and you add Big Ben. Now, Big Ben, even if he doesn't win MVP or anything like that, he will be at least an average quarterback, if not better than average. He may end up being like a borderline top 10 quarterback. And if you have a borderline top 10 quarterback with what's probably going to be a top five defense again this year, that is, I mean, that's that's a top team in football. That's all you need to do to win. And they also have a premier coach in the NFL. And once again, I hate to say it. I, I really wish that we could just like walk past these Steelers. But I, I think it's going to be a very traditional smash mouth Raven Steelers game. And unfortunately we don't have big Ben's kryptonite and Terrell Suggs anymore. Um, maybe Matthew Judon can step up, do some of that damage that Terrell Suggs used to do pretty much every time they played. But I, I think it'll be really tough. And last year, the Ravens barely beat the Steelers the first time they needed Marlon Humphrey to have, like the best play he made all season when he punched the ball out of Juju's arms. but And I believe that was an overtime when that happened, or that forced overtime. But that was a play. Like, the Steelers were going to win that game if Marlon Humphrey doesn't get that that punch. And he tried it earlier in the game. It didn't work. But then he tries it again. He gets the ball. And that's that's a really close game when they don't have a good quarterback. And Big Ben knows how to play the Ravens. He's done it for forever. Pretty much. I mean, almost as long as the Ravens have been a franchise, they've been playing Big Ben. Um, so, like, this is this is not a team that I take lightly. I think they're going to be very, very good. So this is a team I'm worried about. But I think the Ravens, I think this would be just kind of classic Ravens-Steelers. They both win their home game, probably. Or maybe maybe they both went on the road, but I I think 100% that they'll split this series. It they're too tough a team, and especially when it's a rival, you always play a rival better. Um, they're too tough a team to just sweep this year. They're gonna be scary. They'll be really good games though. Yep, um, I definitely agree uh, with you about it being good games. Uh, me personally, 
just because I do not like the Steelers. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Leah. Um, she's a Steelers fan. That's also um, my Taylor's mom, my daughter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when I look at when I look at the uh, Steelers defense, um, Cameron Haywood. Yes, they have Chris Wormley. Um, he's not a big name, but you know he can get a little job done. He can help clog clog up the, uh, the line. That's cool. That's fine. You have Stephen Tuitt on the outside. But let's look at those linebackers. Um, young T.J. Watt. No, he's not a Nick Bosa. No, he's not a J.J. Watt. But T.J. Watt has a motor on him. He just doesn't stop. He harassed left tackles. So, you know, I'll give him that respect. And, you know, I say he can get to the quarterback. He knew how to make plays. But look at that middle linebacker. Um, Devin Bush. Now, Devin Bush, for him to play the way he did his rookie, his rookie season, he played like a man possessed. He was everywhere. He was he's nasty, he's ferocious. He took that same mentality that from Michigan and transitioning over to the NFL very quickly. So, you know, with him being the leader that he is and you know, with that, with that ferocious uh, tenacity and the IQ level as a middle linebacker at a uh, young age in the NFL, I really feel like he can definitely make something ha- happen. Um, like I said earlier, uh, with Minka Fitzpatrick, that was a boost to their defense. So you have two young guys. Not on, not only in the front, you have in the in the, uh, in the uh, front seven, but you also do have them in the back as well in the secondary. With Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, yes, he's getting up there in age, but he's still going to play good defense. I mean, look at Jimmy Smith. He's up there in age, and he still can run with some of the best wide receivers, maybe even the best option to wide receiver. But he'll still, you know, with his length and with his ability to put his eyes on the ball, he can uh, deflect the passes, and he can, you know, jam those wide receivers and give them help. Um but Ravens fan, you, you know where I'm going to go with this. Like I said earlier, man, I'm seeing 0-2. Yes, they're going to be hard-fought games, but I just don't believe Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back with a vengeance. He, I mean, I know he got hurt, and he said he's going to come back strong, help his team and everything like that. But, you know, with that whole debacle with in Pittsburgh with, you know, um, Ben – and Le'Veon and Antonio Brown with all three of them breaking up, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. I just don't really see it happening. So I'm going 0-2 with, uh, with the Ravens taking those, uh, those two wins over over Pittsburgh. All right, I think that's pretty good for um, the main portion. Let's transition into the worst take. everybody so i've got the worst take for this episode and the worst take is an unpopular opinion that we believe in we do it at the end of every episode um so always make sure to check out they're all time stamped all of that in the description but for today's worst take i hinted towards it earlier but i believe that the afc north is a premier division in football And I think three teams will be making the playoffs. I think the Ravens, I mean, I don't even say anything about the Ravens. We think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. I think it's 
barring anything, barring a crazy injury, barring just everybody on the team forgets how to play football and they're like zombies walking around the field, the Ravens will make the playoffs. It's it's going to happen. I've kind of said my thoughts on the Steelers a little bit, but I think that they're a good enough team to to maybe, I mean, I think their peak is right around 12 wins. Um, 12 wins is going to get you into the wild card. Um, 10 wins last year was a clear, Tennessee made the wild card with nine wins last year. And I think the Steelers will win probably about 10 games, maybe 11, high of 12. Then it's the Browns. Now, I brought up last year, you know, nine wins made the playoffs. Well, that was for the sixth seed. This year, there's going to be seven playoff teams. And that means that there could be an 8-8 eight eight team. It would have actually been the Steelers last year if the season had a seventh playoff seed. The Steelers would have made the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and, eight. and the Browns, I see them going 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, Something around there. Maybe 10 games. 10 games is like the ceiling I see for them. But I see the Ravens getting the two seed. And that's why I said the Ravens will beat the Browns twice. Because I think the Ravens will go 1-1 one one in the regular season. But they're going to win in the playoffs. They'll play the, the Browns will sneak in as the seven seed. And play, I think, the Ravens. If the Ravens are the two seed. Uh, maybe the Chiefs are the two. Something like that. But... The Browns will not make it very far in the playoffs, but I think that they'll be able to sneak in because having three wild card teams is huge. And I think that the Browns are talented enough and the Steelers are talented enough. And obviously the Ravens are talented enough. Joshua, what do you what are you thinking about this uh, worst take I got? Um Well, Ravens fans, you know what I'm gonna say. Uh, we already know. <laughs> the Ravens are going to the playoffs, so you know this year I'm calling it. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're not just doing the playoffs. We're going to the Super Bowl. Um, the team after that, I do actually have the Browns. The Browns have the youth. They have the defense. They have that quarterback. Um, it just really falls on that coach. It really falls on that coach and that quarterback relationship. If Baker Mayfield and the new coach can get along, and if Baker Mayfield can come out here and produce like he, like we know that he can, um, I really feel like they can go. Uh, they can win. I, I see them maybe. I can see them possibly winning between ten to thirteen games. Um, just out the strength, they look good on paper. So you have to give them the respect that they are due because they look good on paper. Um, we already talked about it before. We already talked about the weapons they have on both offense and def- on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, with all that youth, all that IQ, and that will and that hunger to get back out there and actually prove that they can actually be a playoff contingency team, I think that's really – I think that's what's really going to drive them this year. Um, I do actually – and my third team, I actually see the Steelers. Um being that wild card team, because um, like I said, we never we, we don't know what type of, what type of Big Ben we're gonna see this uh, upcoming NFL season, and with two of the worst quarterbacks, McConnell said it, they was able to break even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I definitely feel like it can happen. You know, the AFC North, we've always had 
we always we have good rivalries within our within our own division. But you know, when the AFC North teams do play against uh, other teams outside of the division, especially like the Patriots or any NFC uh, NFC uh, team, and um, we definitely we the AFC definitely gives help. So I can see those three teams making it to the playoffs. It's funny how we do cut off the we we don't give the Bengals no respect. Um, that's because the Bengals don't respect themselves. They can't stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm <laughs> um, sorry. Like I said, once again, man, Joey Joey B. I'm sorry. You know, I love what you did for LSU, man. But I don't feel like it's gonna be you your guys' year. Yo, you all have a lot of work to do, in my opinion. A lot of work to do, and. Maybe in the next three, four years, y'all gonna be putting the Steelers out of the, out of the playoffs, so y'all could be inserting yourselves in. But you know, as of right now, I had the Ravens winning the Super Bowl, the Browns going to the playoffs, and the Steelers making the wild card. I actually see the Steelers winning their first game and advancing. I kind of see the Browns getting knocked out in their first game in the playoffs, though. I will say yeah. that. That that seems kind of like a Browns move: make the playoffs, get knocked out. That seems about right. But one thing I will bring up with the Steelers, there were six teams last year that didn't score 300 points. The Steelers were one of those teams. (laughs) They scored 289 points last year, and they were able to go 8-8. The only other team to go 8-8 while scoring less than 300 points was the Bears. And the Bears had Mitch Trubisky. Now the Bears, that may they have Nick Foles. Maybe Nick, if they play Nick Foles, I think the Bears will be really good. But improving a quarter, their offense will be so much better. And they allowed only three hundred and three points last year, which is good for the one, two, three, four, five, the sixth. That the sixth least points scored against them, three hundred and three. And that's something that you the defense didn't get better or worse. They they stayed about the same. They actually got they got more experience. They're a very young defense, besides a couple of guys. Um, their playmakers are all young, Minka and Watt and all those guys. But they got they got better in that aspect. And adding Big Ben, even if if this is an average offense. Now it doesn't have to be what it was with the the killer bees or whatever the heck they like to call themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't have to be that because that that back in the day that was the top five offense. But no, it doesn't have to be an, a great offense. It has to be an average offense. And I think Big Ben can lead an average offense. Um, and if he balls out, that'll suck. But maybe I'll look like a genius when everybody looks back. But I mean, I I hope that I hope. The Ravens are the only team that makes the playoffs. Like, obviously, I hope all the other teams, they suck. But they're they're so talented. I remember it's been a while since three teams from the same division made the playoffs. I believe the Ravens, Bengals, and the Steelers did it way back in the day. Not that long ago, like seven years ago. But back when Andy Dalton was not horrible and A.J. Green was not injured and... Wow, they really kept that same team forever, and they just couldn't do anything. Absolutely. But I'm sorry. If any Bengals fan for some reason is listening to this episode, I'm sorry that we're giving your team no love, but they suck. Um, they're not going to be very good. Very they're going to put up points, but they're not going to win. They're, 
you gotta you gotta be able to. Uh, they they might be like the Buccaneers last year, where it's like, oh wow, they had so many yards, but it's like, oh, they only won seven games, and I don't even see the Bengals winning seven games. So, with that in mind, um, are there any other kind of final thoughts that you have, Joshua? No, if Joey Burrow don't, uh, if Joey if Joey Burrow doesn't um, have a good season, I don't want to say this. But I'm going to say it. And, uh, you know, sports fans don't hate me. But the one person I think, um, if they give if they give up on Joey Burrow or if they, or if they want that, uh, that experience uh, backup QB, I don't think he's going to do it. But I'm going to say it. If Cam Newton goes to Cincinnati, <sighs> I, Joe Joe's going to have a student. I mean, he's going to have a he's going to have a great teacher. Because, uh, you know, we did see the work that he brought to the Carolina Panthers. We did see the energy that he brought to the Carolina Panthers. Um, but, you know, like I said, like like me and McConnell uh, already said, man, uh, the, the Bengals, they got a lot of work to do. They suck. They, um, they need a new conditioning. They need a new strength and conditioning coach. Um, it just, it's, it's crazy how, you know, they're so injury prone. Yeah. Um, those guys, and, and they had, and they've had great talent. Like you said, AJ Green. You had Tyler Boyd. You got Joe Mixon. I, man, listen, with that type of talent, you should, you know, at least win nine to ten games. But hey, I'm not that organization. I'm glad I'm not a part of that organization. I'm glad I I don't root for that organization. Otherwise, I'll be burning my jersey outside of their stadium and be crying and boo hooing. Um, <laughs> now for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now for Big Ben, I feel if any, if you guys are Marvel fans out there, I feel like Big Ben will look like Thor from End Games. <laughs> before and, and and I feel like he's going to be like Thor from End Games before he got his courage and got his new hammer. <laughs> Just screaming at New Master Sixty Nine. <laughs> Just crying and drinking his beer, man. Just crying oh. and drinking his beer. So, like I said, it's a lot of factors you have to put into it. Um, and um, let's not hope Baker 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 Mayfield ends up to be the next Johnny Manziel. That's something. That's something we can talk about at a later date. Um, and we can really, I, I really dive into that on another episode um, because uh, Browns fans gonna say, "Damn, what, what the hell do you mean by turning into Johnny Johnny football?" Well. He may not get into the trouble that he will get into, but we will talk about it. But uh, that's yeah. those are my those <laughs> those definitely my last points on that. Awesome. All right. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Pretty soon we'll be on Apple Podcasts, but right now we're on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google, Google Podcasts, whatever you're listening on. Make sure to hit the follow, subscribe, like the podcast, whatever the system you have. If you can rate or review, do that. Follow us on Twitter. I run at the worst take net on Twitter. Joshua, what's your Twitter? Hey man, follow me on Twitter at sky the limit thirty nine. Sky the limit thirty nine. We give out all of our information and stuff like that. We tweet out the episodes, everything like that. But they're always posted very early Saturday morning, right around five thirty Eastern time. I live on the West Coast, so it's about two a.m. Um, for me when it gets uploaded and all that stuff. 
But at The Worst Take, we have other podcasts, a main podcast. Go to theworsttakenetwork.com to see all the podcasts, all that stuff. But um, thank you all for listening. We'll see all of you again on Saturday. Ravens Nation, y'all have a good one, man. Y'all know what it is. Big trust.